Spooky to sweet, October has something for everyone when it comes to new entertainment. So if you're looking for a fright or a fun family night, we've got you covered, of course. We have Andy Farnsworth right now, host of KSL News Radio's The Movie Show, every Friday from 9 to noon, and the Fan Effect podcast as well. So, Andy, you're going to give us some spooky suggestions? Yeah, this is The Movie Show now, right here. Yes, right. Well, it's another week, and another big horror movie is the big release of the week. This time it's a sequel to one of the most terrifying films of all time. The Exorcist Believer takes place 50 years after the original movie and is in fact a direct sequel to the original 1973 film. In fact, it completely ignores what happened in all the other Exorcist films that came after the original. In The Exorcist Believer, Leslie Odom Jr. plays Victor, a single dad raising his daughter alone after his wife died in an earthquake 12 years before. But when his daughter Angela and her friend disappear into the woods only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, well, it only gets worse from there, let's just say. Eventually, Victor has to turn to the only person alive who has ever seen anything like it before, Chris McNeil, the mother of the girl who was possessed in the original Exorcist movie, and she's played once again by Ellen Burstyn 50 years later. Now, they didn't screen The Exorcist Believer for critics, and I, for darn sure, wasn't going to spend my own money on it, so you're on your own for this. It is rated R, as you might imagine, and it is only in theaters. The other big item of the week comes to us courtesy of Disney+. Plus. Season 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe series Loki premiered last night, bringing to Tom Hiddleston back to the title role as Thor's adopted brother, who is also known as the God of Mischief. When Season 1 concluded, Loki had discovered He Who Remains, a.k.a. Kang the Conqueror, or at least a version of him. Now in Season 2, with all the timelines going haywire, Loki and Owen Wilson's character Mobius are searching for Loki's variant named Sylvie, a former judge, uh, time judge named Ravana Renslayer, and then this animated clock-slash-computer program called Miss Minutes. Now also joining the cast this season is uh, Ki-Hai Kwan, the guy who won Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars this year. I was able to watch the first four of the six episodes of season two, and it took me a bit to kind of get back into the swing of the story, but Wilson and Hiddleston are as enjoyable as ever. Story-wise, there's a lot to unravel, and time travel is involved, so it's easy to get confused. I'm just warning you. It was funny, though, and there were definitely some surprises, but there's no way you can watch this show without having at least watched the first season of Loki, plus a few of the Marvel movies. Loki's rated TV-14, and Marvel's dropping one episode each week on Thursday nights at 7 on Disney+. Plus. Now, next is a movie coming to the theaters that I hope people will get a chance to see, but I doubt that very many will. She Came to Me stars Peter Dinklage, Anne Hathaway, and Marissa Tomei. Dinklage plays Stephen, an opera composer who's stuck with writer's block. He's married to Hathaway's character Patricia, who was originally his therapist. One day, Stephen gets picked up at a bar by Marissa Tomei's character, Katrina. She's a tugboat captain. And after a secret one-night stand, he suddenly has his next hit opera based on his experience with Katrina. But things get infinitely more complicated when Katrina sees the opera and then decides that she and Steven are destined to be together. Well, this is not a great movie, but it was highly entertaining. It almost felt like I was watching two different movies because there's a subplot 
involving Anne Hathaway's character's son and then their maid's daughter that was far less interesting than the story with Steve and Katrina and Patricia. I have many more humorous thoughts about this movie, including how it felt like the writer used Mad Libs to come up with the characters and their occupation, though it eventually all does tie together. She Came to Me is technically rated R, but it really felt like a PG-13 movie to me. I don't recall anything that would have made it rated R, but that's what it is. I really enjoyed it, and it is playing in theaters. Another movie that is only playing in select theaters, but is absolutely worth your time, is Break the Mold, the Zach Bates story. Now, you'll like this, uh, Dan. It's only about an hour long, not that part, but it will inspire you, make you cry tears of joy, and be the most positive thing you've watched in a while. Break the Mold is a documentary about Zach Bates, a high school graduate from Sholo, Arizona, with autism. When he graduated high school, he told his parents he wanted to run a 100-mile race, and this movie follows him as he trains and then runs the race. Along the way, you get to know Zach, his family, and those who support him. Again, I didn't just cry a tear or two. I'm talking a bunch, like put your face in your hands. An independent film that could use the support of people who want to see more uplifting stuff in theaters. It's running for one week here in town, so it's worth seeking out and finding. It's called Break the Mold, the Zach Bates story. That's my friend who directed it. Uh, Hamilton? Yep, Travis, yeah, Travis oh, Hamilton directed it. Yep. That's wow. awesome. I've known him for 20 years. Have you watched this yet? I have not. Oh, gotta go you see gotta it, go see it. Yeah. All right, now for our honorable mention list. New stuff, we don't have time for more detail. First up is the streaming movie Totally Killer on Prime Video. Shara, I think you might like this one. Imagine if Back to the Future were combined with a slasher movie, and that's basically what you've got here. After her mother's murdered in the present day by a serial killer, a teenage girl accidentally gets sent back in time to 1987, where she has the chance to prevent the serial killer from even getting started and also interacting with her high school age parents. Now, I hate slasher movies, but I actually enjoyed this one, especially the humor and the sci-fi aspects of the story. Totally Killer is rated R, and again, this is streaming on Prime Video. Also on streaming is the movie The Kane Mutiny Court Martial on Paramount+. Plus. It's a military legal drama feeling very similar to A Few Good Men, but not as good as that film. In The Kane Mutiny, a naval officer played by Jake Lacey is on trial. It's Jack Barrow. Yes, it's Kiefer Sutherland. That's the captain of the ship that Jake Lacey's character decided was unfit for command during a mission and took control of the vessel. So we never actually see that incident, though. Everything takes place in the courtroom as the prosecution and defense present their case. Visually, it's kind of kind of boring, but if you're like me and you enjoy legal dramas, you'll get sucked right into this. The story has uh, been adapted for film a couple of times before, but this one is set in the present day. The Kane Mutiny Court Martial is rated R and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Also on Paramount Plus is something for the kids just in time for Halloween. Monster High 2 is a live action sequel to the movie that was based on the Barbie-ish dolls from Mattel that are kids of famous monsters like Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Wolfman, etc. Most everything takes place at their high school, which is kind of like Hogwarts, but for monsters, instead of Harry Potter. So this was harmless fun with messages of inclusion and friendship. It's also a musical. It actually felt like a Disney Channel movie, but with monsters. So like Monster High School Musical, get it? It's rated TVG and it's on Paramount+. Plus. Finally, something else for the younger crowd is Fright Crew, an animated series that debuted this week. The voodoo queen of New Orleans gives a bunch of misfit teens supernatural powers and puts them in charge of defending New Orleans from that demon that feeds on fear. The crew has to hone their powers while keeping the peace between a bunch of monsters they didn't even know existed before. It's rated TV PG and it's actually on two different streaming services at the same time. This doesn't happen often, but it's on Hulu and Peacock, so if you don't have one, you may have the others. Now, looking ahead to next week, there's really only one thing. 
Taylor Swift's The Era's Tour concert movie. <laughs> if you listen to KSL News Radio all next week, we're giving away free tickets to a KSL-only screening that we're hosting. I'm just saying. I just laugh because it's... Is Andy the only one to pronounce it era? I Maybe Look, somebody era. I heard somebody was like the Eras tour and, and like when when it you're just like hearing Eris, it, yeah you're and you're like how do you Eris even spell that? It's before. the Eras tour. Um, hard time. See, you're you're gonna screen it. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see it ahead. I don't know if that's okay. what they're gonna do or if nobody gets to see it until Saturday, Friday. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a thing where like no, nobody gets to see it. Okay. Until gotta buy a ticket. It's gonna be popular. I know that for sure. Well, yeah. All right, Andy. Maybe will, though. Okay. Thanks for all the suggestions. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.